everybody, welcome back to the show. This is episode seven, and I'm really excited to have another guest on the show. I've got Harry Shaw, the tattooed golf coach. Harry, welcome to the show. Dave, how are you, mate? I'm really well, thank you, friend. How are you? Man, I'm great, and I'm glad we're redoing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we tried to be clever. We tried to add some technology to the podcast to, to make it make it level it up a little bit with the microphone. So cut out after five minutes. So luckily, we only recorded forty five minutes of it. So we're going to go again. Do you remember what we were talking about? Or? Well, we can see what improvements we can make. Sure. Now, can't right we? here we go. Then okay. So I'm going to ask you a question then. We're going to get to some questions which are generic questions. So for every single guest that comes onto the podcast, I want to know what they love about golf and what they hate about golf. You are a very interesting character, Harry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're going to go with the question of why you hate golf. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Not what, what, why do you hate golf, but what do you hate about, what do you hate about golf, Harry? Golf. Hit me with it. Hit me golf with it. Golf in general. Yeah, as, as a lot of people know, and as you know, I'm a very weird golf pro, and I really, really dislike golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the golf industry. I love the golf world. I love coaching. But golf itself is an absolute bonkers game and drives us all insane, really, doesn't it? So you're frustrated with the actual game, like, so that so like when it doesn't go your way and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that would be fair to say? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, the frustrations of the whole game itself you practice you work hard and you're still rubbish as we all go through your idea of rubbish and what most people listening in terms of what their idea of rubbish is are two very very different things you know so you know i've said to you before you had an awful lot of ability you've got the potential to win it's just very much inside your head so i think for the reasons that you hate golf for the reasons that i love golf i like that it's difficult and i like overcoming the dark times of when you're absolute utter garbage and when you pull yourself up out of that I think that that's quite exciting. So for one of the reasons why I really like golf is that it is actually difficult and it is testing. So that's where we differ, but we do have our similarities for sure. We do, absolutely. So <sighs> hit me with something that you like about it then. Right, what do you, yeah, you, see, you, you, <laughs> you don't like it because it's a bit, you know, it's obviously difficult and stuff and you find it frustrating and you find it annoying. What, what do you like about it? You're still in it. It's what you do. Absolutely. And it, the golfing world is amazing. Um, I could probably just happily not ever play the game again, to be fair, and crack on. But I, I do love golf. And, mm. you know, what do I... I love the social side of golf, the networking, yeah. the people you meet, because we're all so different, mm-hmm. you know, in the golfing world. And I've made so many friends from golf that you yeah. wouldn't do in any other sport. So that that's why I love golf and mm. that networking business side. But golf itself, I'd happily you sit in a buggy and drive that around <laughs> and go and play. Like, that wouldn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so on that then. So we were just chatting a minute ago when we deleted the podcast <laughs> about your twenty twenty two. Okay, and this kind of ties in quite nicely with what you were saying about the things that you dislike about golf. You had very specific goals last year, and you did a lot of travel with your golf, which is very tiring and. Also, a lot of tournament play. Um, you had enough belief inside of you to know that you could compete. But say a little bit more about what your goals were for last year in reference to maybe some of the difficult conversations that you might have had with your nan. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a big year for me last year. Um, I kind of decided not to play, but unfortunately I lost my nan to cancer. Um, we had some final chats um, before she did pass away and she kind of said to me, go back out, go and play, go and win. Um, she knew I played golf from a young age. She took me to golf courses when I was young and she was always a big believer in me. Mm. So it was, I wouldn't say nice to hear those final words, but to hear mm. them, it kind of gave me a bit of a kick up the arse to say, I've got to do something. Um, so yeah, the, the big decision we made was I was going to go and play. Um, I think I played in over 30 events last year and the money that I would win would then be donated to the charity. So it gave me a bit of a purpose to go and play. Um, normally I'd go and play a couple of events. Um, not good enough, we'll call it a day, but that had to keep me going. For yeah. The whole reason, the purpose of why I'm doing it. Um, so it was nice to have that. It was hard work. The travel was exhausting. I ended up with biggest broken back in the yeah. world last year. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to go and do it, um, even though the emotions were mm. highs and lows, as you know. So you had the goal of winning something... And she gave you kind of the kick up the ass, as you put it, to kind of go and make you do it. I think you're kind of your own worst critic in terms of thinking that you're actually never going to do it. 
but you, you do have a lot of ability and a lot of self-belief at the same time. So you've got the check, you've got the win, you've got the photo of you holding the winner's check, you donated a ton of money to charity, so she would have been very proud of you, man. Um, how did it feel to get the win? Yeah, obviously, as we said last time, I think, yeah, my third event till the end, yeah. we, we won, which was incredible. Um, I actually played really well. Um, the preparation story is probably better than the winning story, which we'll go into in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I went and won. I think I shot four under. Um, I played really good, steady golf. Nice. Um, didn't think much of it. It was kind of at the back of the season. Mm. Pretty disappointed as we had numerous chats. I just couldn't take my range game to the courts, yeah. and that's always been my problem. Uh, mental head syndrome sadly um but yeah i remember shooting the score i was first out i had to get back to teach i had a load of lessons booked in because uh, i didn't think much of the event mm. i thought i'll play it was in kent it was a three and a half hour drive drove back as i got back i got a phone call and said harry you've won <laughs> so not only have i won an event i also missed the presentation <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the photo with you with the check. I did. Yeah. I had to go back to the, yeah. another event um, just to show my face that I'd actually pulled out in because I didn't want to play, yeah. as we said. And as you know, if I ever won an event, I would never play again. So, <laughs> Well, you're true to a man of your word, aren't you? <laughs> so we pulled it a day after that. Fair play, man. I mean, that, that's, that's a really, really nice story. And then, well, without going too deep, do you think... I reckon your nan, I reckon she knows, yeah? Do you think she knows? I think she, she knows. knows. She, she must knows. have been kicking my ball out of the trees a few times, I'd imagine. Um, give you yeah, a little yeah, hand. Can't yeah. that. Well, I, my granddad died as well two years ago, and I played in events, and he taught me how to play golf. I never had any golf lessons when I was a kid, and he taught me how to play. He was a decent golfer. Um, he played off seven. And, and when I say he taught me how to play, he just kind of pushed me down the driving range and I just hit balls, or practice ground, just hit balls. So didn't teach me a great deal, but he kind of got me got me started. And I had a similar thought. You know what, Dave? You go and win a tournament for your granddad. And, you know, he'd be really proud of you. I haven't won nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> so there's time. The wind's coming, mate. There's Don't time. Worry. There's time. Yeah. What you got to do is get the preparation behind the event. I right. That's what it all was. Because okay. as you know, I grinded all season. I was seeing putting specialists. As you know, I, I love my putting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw you loads and loads. We worked on it mm. and we couldn't get the game. So we mixed thing up as well, mm. mixed it up a bit for this event. When you think back to the win then and you think about technique, so we just go technical for a second. I spoke to you about kind of this lateral leaning kind of action with your technique, which might get you into a certain position, which could be detrimental to your consistency. Your win had nothing to do with a twi- swing tweak like that. <laughs> when you're out playing golf and hitting shots, all of that little bit of stuff was utterly pointless. Your win is all predicated on how you felt and how much you were seeing shots to targets, etc. It had nothing to do with any improvements to your technique whatsoever. It definitely was a technique. No. I went overboard on technique with yeah. everything and confused myself. As you know, I'm quite a simple person and simple goal. Very player. simple person. Hit the ball for <laughs> Hit ball A to yeah. B, that's it. And I did overcomplicate it massively. And I, I almost practiced too much and I almost overdid lessons and yeah. coaching and information bombard so that was just disastrous really um the preparation i had for this trip was i was in ibiza for 10 days yes um absolutely hammered yeah. from the, the get-go Facts. i got back a day before the event mm. Mm, didn't really have all my clubs either to be <laughs> fair at the time i'm going to be honest with you and rocked up to the event and nice. i went one so i think the moral of the story is is don't practice go find your own way find <laughs> your own way yeah okay so you've won your golf now that's done you're traveling kind of thing, playing lots of stuff abroad and that that's kind of done. You've got a lot of stuff going on. You've got a lot of things. Like I said this to Neil, because when I was, when we had a chat last time and we did have Neil on the podcast, I look at Neil's life through a lens. We're good friends as well. And kind of see all the stuff that he was doing. I'm like, oh my God, he's doing so much. I need to do more. And then you pop along and we're pretty close, you know, and I see all the stuff you're doing. And I'm definitely cheering you on, but like, oh my God. Harry Shaw has got so much going on. So this is what I'm thinking, right? Okay. So <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Okay. So we've got some clothing going on. We've got some YouTube going on. We've got some podcasts going on. We've got a load of golf lessons. We've got some golf trips. We're selling CBD gummies. We're selling merch. We've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm waiting for like some sort of NFT or like some sort of coin, some like the tattooed golf coin. I'm thinking like that there's going to be something okay. else. I'm like... What's next with this man? There, there's plenty coming through. Someone contacted me the other day about NFT, but I haven't right. got a clue what that is. So yeah. that's, that's out of my world, sadly. What do you think, like, to the outsider looking at, looking at you, everyone's going to look at you and your life and think, 
he's made it. He's got it. He's got it. But I know you have no chill. You have no stop. Yeah. yeah? What does success look like for you? Because I can't see you taking your foot off the pedal anytime soon. What's what's next for 2023? Yeah, plenty going on. I'm a workaholic. I, I love it. I'm a, it sounds bad, I'm almost like a one-man band. It's, you know, I like mm-hmm. to get things done. I hate waiting on people. And if I wait, I just crack on. And yeah. it's, they kind of get left behind. Um, there is loads more pending. There's all sorts of discussions of, yeah, there's a barbershop pending, potentially. That's exciting. There's... there's branded beer potentially coming <laughs> there's, yeah there's a literally that the world is that my to-do list grows and grows and i could literally wake up at three in the morning mm. one day and go great idea yeah. and that's actually where the tattoo golf coach came from i was literally asleep and i woke up but that, that is it. bonkers like, that's it? bonkers and yeah. i was thinking about this today actually i was and because i was driving home and thinking oh this is cool we're going to get have a chance to have a little catch up and a bit of a chat and stuff and what have you you know Batman, yeah? yeah. Batman is, what's he? Not John Wayne, Bruce Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, right? Bruce Wayne was a millionaire, billionaire, and then he's a very, very different character to Batman, yeah? yeah. And then I don't know enough about Marvel and, and like stuff like that, but Spider-Man's also a person as well, isn't he, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're kind, kind of different. Do you ever think that Harry Shaw and the tattooed golf coach are two different people, and do they have different outlooks on stuff i've had this before right my girlfriend said it the other day are they two different people yeah she was like you're two people so no man it's like oh well which one do you prefer (laughs) (laughs) right okay um i feel like i am the tattoo golf coach now i just think that's who i am you know everyone thinks of me as harry the golfer and you know in the golfing world Mm. everyone knows me as the tattoo golf coach some people don't even know my name yeah you know that's just who i am and it's yeah, I think that's kind of where my world is now. Um, I feel as though they're the same person. Yeah. I feel like I am, but I can see it from the outside of you. Technically, mm. I'm not. But my life is kind of shown through the tattoo golf coach anyway. I mean, so. it's kind of cool, to be fair. Yeah, it's almost like a superhero name, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Maybe more people should do it. Maybe I should do it. Like, yeah. I'll call myself something, but I don't know what I'll be. Do you know what I mean? You I'd, I'd... be Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rat man. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I need to come up with some sort of alter ego as well. Not, but yeah, you've got the friendliest tattoos ever, though. Like, you, with the exception of the fact you've got this giant devil on your back, but like, you know, you've got like a watermelon and there's some love hearts. There's like a yeah. donut and stuff and whatever. You, I, I've got to tell you a story about what happened to me at Costa. Right, <laughs> I've got to tell you what, what happened this week to me. This, I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. I'm telling you the story now. <laughs> I was at Costa drive through yeah? Yeah. This week, and just in between lessons, I was gagging for a coffee, so I just drove out down the petrol station, went to the Costa drive through and um, there was a black Range Rover Sport in front of me, brand new, brand spankers new. As they come to collect the coffee from the drive through the person in the passenger seat has lugged out of the window an old coffee, cu- coffee cup, which that is the sort of thing that I take offence to. You know me, I'm pretty chill. Yeah, I'm a chill dude. Like, but and I'll let a lot of stuff go. Not, not a lot that winds me up. But I don't like littering too much. So I took offence to that. So I got out of the car, right in front of them all. I kind of grabbed the coffee cup off the floor. Yeah. I kind of swiped it and looked back at them viciously. Right. <laughs> Look back in the car. Oh my god! It's like five dudes. Right. They're all like massive, like MMA dudes. Yeah. <laughs> huge guys in the car and this bloke that lugged it out had tattoos all down his face like tears and stuff right so i looked just stared him straight anyway he goes you've got a problem mate and i was like no no problem mate no i just took a little bit of offense to the fact that you threw the cup out so i just decided i'd pick it up the floor he goes what's your problem and i was like i've got no problem mate. i was just picking up the cup yeah i thought oh, i was all about to kick off right so i said i said the guy says you just think i'm a right scum because i littered outside they said do, do you really care what i think about you and he went woo, 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 woo. and i was like yeah okay mate just i literally got, got back in my car like shaking thinking they were going to kill me anyway point being <laughs> that's wild isn't it coming I, after you now oh, i thought that was it that was me over um <laughs> This guy had, like, what I would call scary tattoos. Yeah, yeah he had yeah. scary tattoos, yeah. So he had, like, the, some stuff on his face, like a spider web and stuff and what have you. But yours are pretty friendly. So what's your most treasured, let's say? Yeah, the tattoos are a funny one, aren't they? Is that it's, an onion? It's actually a dumpling. Oh, okay. Yeah, so on, right. yeah just below my yeah. donut. Yeah, okay, you've got the donut and makes, that's a dumpling. Okay, it's right. great. Oh, yeah, I get it. it. No I get it. I get it. Right. Um, my legs are mental, the random and weird. Um, yeah, obviously upper body's a bit kind of Chinese-related for, for family, yeah. my nan. 
Um, but it's always that you don't judge a book by its character. I get it all the time mm. of you weren't what I was expecting. Right. Like, you know, I'm covered in tattoos called the Tattoo mm. Golf Coach. You feel as though that, you yeah. know, that you do have that stereotype mm. covered in tattoos, as you've just said. With your story, you know, might have been a lovely man. He wasn't. Yeah. He was a nasty <laughs> so-and-so. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, you, you never know. So, it's yeah, I've had it a lot going, yeah, you're just so different. And I am. I'm a massive melt. I'm the biggest softie in the world. Yeah, you are soft, tattoos. Yeah. And yeah. The, um, the bonus, you'd never know if I had long sleeves on. And people do ask me in the winter, why are you called mm. the tattoo golf coach? Because ah, they can't see anything. Right, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in the summer, yeah. it's a bit different. Um, my treasured tattoo though I've got a few but it's probably going to be my dog to be fair that I lost a few years back yeah got a nice little portrait of him on my leg yeah that's cool to be fair um, but they've all got a story they've all got a story they've yeah. all got a meaning some are just random ones this but, is why I don't have tattoos yeah. because I don't feel like there's anything that would portray any story to me I would put something on me that I think would look cool yeah. and I would get tired of it so that that so like I would I would want like anchors probably yeah. and like um like a pirate ship or something yeah but that doesn't really mean anything to me I'm yeah, not a nautical just... kind of dude do you know what I mean it means but something to you because you want it on there it's just, it? well I don't which is why I haven't got one so <laughs> <in life. laughs> we just talk about golf for a second we'll go back to golf shall we let's talk about golf for a second um you're a cobra dude aren't you I am currently a cobra, cobra dude guy, yes right? so you're like <laughs> There's, they've got a new product on the market. What yep. do you think about the new product on the market? And I'm going to give you my opinion in a second. Luckily, I'm a Cobra dude, but I'm not sponsored or anything like that. Right. So I've got a, I can have a nice opinion. Okay, that's good. It's, that's yeah, value. I can, that's I'm good. kind of, obviously I do club fitting, you know, yeah. I do like my equipment and things. I've been a Cobra fan. Yeah, it's a cool brand, young, isn't it? And I think since Poulter was using the gear yeah. years and years, he was my idol growing up, so Cobra Cobra. Um, I think the name is awful. If right. you want me to be honest, what as in the aero, aero jet, yeah. I just think it sounds a bit cheap. Yeah, um, sounds like it would be fast, which is obviously what they're going for, isn't it? I do get it. I didn't want a huge lover of it or pictures. I wasn't mm. a lover. Again, mm. they went away from the matte finish that they had yeah. in the okay. X last year, which was great. Is the import- is is the look of a golf club important to you? To me, I'm a looks man. Yeah, you know, as you know, you're probably the biggest yeah. pose in the world, aren't I? So. Um, um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> as I sit here in your nice brand yeah, hoodie, yeah. Um, yeah, I've hit it a few times. I haven't tried everything, but the feedback I've had from guys hitting the mm. irons have been great, and they've been flying off the shelf. It's, it's from what I can gather, it's a very, very good golf club, and I would encourage people to try it. Also, I think Cobra should employ me as some sort of marketing ambassador because I think. I could help them because do you remember when they brought out the bio cell driver yeah and they had colors the guy came around to show me them i was like whoa that's cool and you can slide the weights around that's cool and he's like oh no no dave that's nothing that's nothing those colors don't just wait you see these i'm like yeah okay so he's got the black head and there's a blue head and there's a red head and there's an orange head and there's a green head i'm like oh my god and there's a silver head and there's about 18 different colors and it's like this is really cool yeah and so I was stuck in the golf shop at the time. I was like, I'll just get a ton of them. And they flew out. Yeah. And the amount of people that bought them without even trying them, just because they look so cool. I don't, I think now they look, I'm sure the performance is great. They look a bit like they could be anything. Yes. They don't necessarily, I think they've lost a little bit of their identity as a brand. I think they need to be bolder like they were. What do you think? Yeah, I love, obviously, Cobra's owned by Puma, yeah. obviously, now. So they're all under one chain, which I think their clothing is, is incredible. It's nice, Puma, isn't it? Puma's great. I love it. I think they're so more advanced than anyone else out there. Club-wise, they're getting there. Mm. Obviously, they're still known as, it's the wrong wording, but the cheaper brand, the more affordable brand. Yeah, but they're not really, are they're, they? They're not, but cost-wise, they are yeah. on the lower side, and it's worth every penny by a mile. But they obviously do hit that bracket, and that's mm. what they're trying to fight and get out of. Their gear now is very generic, like you said. They're mm. going away, like everything looks very similar to the Shrixen gear, the Mizuno. Yeah. Everything's all the same, and I mm-hmm. think that's just where we're at in the golfing world. Mm. Um, the off-the-shelf gear mm. is very, very basic. I think, yeah, based on numbers and stats and figures, they do yeah. fly. But not many tour pros are using it, which is always a big letdown for them. And I think people in this day and age do buy clubs based on that What's their like favorite player and stuff and what have you and i think there's a time when that wasn't so much the case but i think that's very much the case now they run that risk once they got ricky fowler on the go but he's yep. had a you know a pretty miserable season or two now and it looks right. like bryson's going you know he's, he yep. hasn't renewed his deal and yep. he's got taylor made gear all over the place mm-hmm. and 
Um, although Justin Rose had some gear in, didn't he? I did think he? somebody did the other day. Yeah, okay. they had some Cobra gear in, which was nice. Um, but going back to your, and I think they are great at limited edition gear because mm. they do release yes, a driver. Yes, they do. You've got some nice single, stuff. Yeah. Every major they do a new driver, mm. new bag that no one else does. Yeah. However, it's a nightmare to get hold of. Mm. And so it's a bit of a free-for-all. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if you're listening, Cobra Puma Golf, just shout me up. I will <laughs> do that job for £250,000 yeah. per right. annum. Yeah, I'll you, do you that. Do it, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll drop a message for you. I'll give a little, little bit. <laughs> Dave's coming on board. This is all he wants. Right, you ready for the quiz? Quiz is on. Let's so there's go. a quiz now. So every guest that comes on the show now has the opportunity to win £1,000. Where's the background music? Yeah, I need to get some sound effects. Little few buttons in there. To win the £1,000, Harry, you need to play in the very, very special feature that is called... Are you ready? Who's the most like Dave? That's more like it. Did you hear that? That was good. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) You've got to do that every time now. (laughs) I've got to remember what it is. So it's called Who's the most like Dave? Okay, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions and they are binary answers... As in, no, it's not the right word. They are either one thing or another. Yeah. In order to get to the next question, and there's 10 questions, you've got to get the first question right. If you get the next question right, you move on to the next one, okay? Well, me and you are completely... So maybe you have to think a little bit about Yeah, do you want my honest answer? You've got to just think about whether you want to win the ground or not. Well, I just, I feel as though for your your game show here, I need... need Imagine if you got them all. I, I feel as though we could get every single one different. Right. I reckon we do it. Now, <laughs> really? Me and you are so similar. Really? Mental, but I think we're so different. Okay. Be interesting, that one. So I don't know what game to play it now. But the quiz could be over. Do you want to, do you want to win one. the grand? Well, I, I, it'd be interesting, the honesty of can we actually get any right. Here we go. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, here we go. PGA Tour or Live Tour? Oh, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. There's another stipulation. There's a stipulation right before we start the quiz. Yeah. Don't overthink that first question. Well, yeah, but the thing is that I, I know what one you prefer and what one I would, and it's different. Well, I'm going to drop that question. Okay, right. Uh, if you get it wrong, if you get the question yeah. wrong, you're going to hear this noise. Strike out! Are you ready? Are we going all 10 questions regardless? We're going to go 10 questions, but I'm going to delete the first one because you've had time to think about it. No, I, I know what my answer would be. We'll ask you at the end. Okay. We're going, to st- we're going to drop that one. Okay, right. So, here we go. Yeah, let's go. Masters or the Open? Oh, for you, I don't know. I'm going to you go... Ma- my choice out. is Masters. Okay, fine. Ooh. Move on to the next question. <sighs> TaylorMade or Callaway? TaylorMade. Move on to the next question. Golf in Spain or golf in Wales? Golf in Spain. <laughs> that was tricky. <laughs> <laughs> You don't ever go to Wales. Driving range or golf course? Driving range. Strike out! <laughs> <laughs> we did so well. You did, we well, so well. You did well there. I okay, went well, honest truth though on those ones. I I'm did gonna, try and win your money. I'm going to delete the question of PGA Tour versus Live Tour. Well, I'm Live Tour all day. I call you the Live I'm, Tour. I missed the Live What do you like about the Live Tour? I went. You like that it's new? I I like it that it's shaking up the PGA. You know, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, you like to be disruptive. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not a huge PGA fan anyway, am I? So... Um, I love the fact that they've introduced something new and it's really offended the PGA. And sure. that's what I love. Okay. Because Liv's great. Why not? It's another golf mm-hmm. event. It's more TV for us. I appreciate where the money's come from. It's yeah. raised a lot of complaints. However, football, no one seems to be batting an eyelid. Unfortunately, in the ladies' game, no one's battering an eyelid, which mm. is great to see the money being pumped into women's, but no one's said anything. The money comes from the same place. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, I, I had threats of going... I went to Centurion and people were saying, why are you there? Mm-hmm. You're like promoting beheading. And it's like, no, I'm watching right. a golf event. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of being taken out of context mm-hmm. now. Um, it was great because there was a festival on through the whole day. Yeah. There was golf on. There was people wearing just normal clothes. You didn't have to wear yeah. golf gear. That's golf to me. Mm-hmm. That pushes the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, great concert afterwards. Great day. Yeah. I, I thought fantastic. It's something different in the golf world. But obviously there's that live BJ debate that's going to continue for many years. I think it tees up something nicely towards, um, you know, like the rivalry of the Ryder Cup. I think it tees up the potential for a PGA Tour versus Live Tour kind of thing. I think the Live Tour would be up for it. Yeah. The PGA have got absolutely no interest, have they? I don't know. I don't know, is the answer. Because, I mean, you know me, I don't really watch a lot of golf. Yeah, well, neither do I. 
be fair. The I am. Um, I was at work one day a couple of years ago, and a guy came in. He goes, "Oh, how about Rory last night?" And I was like, "What?" He goes, "Oh no, Rory for the for the golf last night on the 18th when he held." That. I was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't see it. You're talking about you're talking about the golf." Yeah. He goes, "What do you mean you didn't see it?" I mean, surely as a golf pro, you would have watched that. This guy was a doctor. I said, well, did you watch Holby City last night? <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that one was, yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm the same as you. I don't watch golf. I, I watched probably the Sunday of the Masters. I watched yeah. a bit of the Ryder Cup. That's mm-hmm. it. I went to Centurions. I had an invite and it was nice to go. Yeah. You know, I go to Wentworth and watch the BMW mm. every year. It's a good day out. I think I probably watch the same amount as you. Like, yeah. I, 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 what, having said that, I don't really watch any TV. Yeah. I watch Great British Bake Off. Oh, Do you Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it for a while. but I like that. And then, um, yeah, otherwise I don't, I'm not like a massive kind of TV person. So for me to take the time out to actually watch golf as well is probably like not good. But I get that people do enjoy it. I think there's this Netflix thing starting. I might watch the Netflix thing. What's it called? Full Swing. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it came out yesterday, didn't yeah. it? I believe. And all day I spoke to a couple of people today that have watched it and they said it was a really good insight into getting to know the characters a lot more, which I think golf does need that. Yeah. Um. And people do talk a lot about, particularly with sports like tennis, about all oh, the tennis characters. They're not. There's no characters in tennis anymore, mm-hmm. which I kind of get. But you don't really get to know them from when you watch them play golf. So, like, there's a few people that I've bumped into over the years. I've spoken to Nick Faldo a few times, and most people's perception of Nick Faldo was that he was kind of a bit of a yeah 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 yeah. We'll go, yeah no, but actually, no like, you, you know, you've got very little opportunity to kind of sell yourself over 18 holes of golf. Yeah. You know, I think if people had watched you play golf when you <laughs> <laughs> when you're like lipping out for four part on the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they, the part, they, so. they might not warm to you that well. Do you know what I mean? Not at all. Maybe. No. You no, know, no, so I think that, that'd be quite interesting just to kind of see, um, it might be quite interesting just to see how um, that, Get, you know, gears up for sort of like a following of certain players yeah, and the staff having kind of got a bit more insight. I mean, they did one in F1, didn't they? And that really mm. picked up people that weren't even interested in F1 yeah. watching and said how amazing it was behind the scenes. And that was mm. great for, for yeah. that sport. And I think it'd be great for golf mm. because hopefully non-golfers will watch it yeah. and go, oh, golf's not actually that bad, mm. which is obviously where golf's going to at the moment. Um, I hope it does obviously show different mm. parts of golf that's what i said to my clients and you know is it golf 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 or are you actually yeah. learning about these people and are you yeah. interested in what's happening behind mm. the scenes because that's what interests me yeah i think you nailed it on the head but if you watch a golfer on the golf course they're a completely different person mm. because they're focused yeah they're, that's their job they're trying to win money or they're trying to earn a living so mm. of course they're going to be uptight and off and that's their that's their job they have yeah. to i love it when they're mic'd up i think there's a few it's events good, isn't it? when they yeah. get it and I think that's the best thing for mm. golf. And they obviously go on, oh, the, the swear words and this. And who's played around a golf and not sworn? Mm. Even if mm. I, I get every shot perfect, and I think I swear more if I get yeah. them perfect. It's like, well, yeah, crikey, how have I even done that now? Yeah. Um, so that's what I like about it all. I, I think you should be micing more people up and actually listening mm. to their chats and going, it's actually really nice I think guy. the insight is, is, yeah. is, is really interesting when you hear the dialogue between the caddies as well. Yeah. It's really, really interesting, yeah. Like, I've, I've been to the Open the last five years and, and just watched a little bit of golf in between coaching and stuff and what have you, and it's really interesting just listening to um, some of the conversations that they have, and it's like, wow, I would never think about that. And my, I would say my course management is not bad, mm-hmm. and they, they some of the conversations they were having about, it was just like, this is actually quite mind-blowing. But Mentors. when they have, they have that precision and, and intent with their shots, you, you've got... you. You're not thinking about how to do it anymore. You're literally, you've worked it out so much that all you just do is hit the shot now. Do you know what I mean? It's like you've, yeah. just, you've done it all. It's like, okay, well, let's do that then. It's like, bang. And, then, and there it is. You're not thinking about, um, you know, face angle and, you know, external no, rotation no. of your shoulder. And they just know what to do, don't they? They just know what They've to do. The and numbers. Whack it. Yeah. Clothing. Clothing. Yeah. Shore golf square. Yeah. Should we do an ad for shore golf square or... Yeah. Should we yeah. do an ad? Should we do a big ad? You go and you got one planned, have you? Well, no, uh, I could yeah. probably come up with one. Yeah. You got one gone then. Okay, here we go. Um, out of nowhere. I'm going to do this ad in the style of James Brown. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, ready? ready. Get up off of that thing. Take off your old golf sweater. Get up off of that thing. Your golf tops are much better. Hey! What do you think of that? <laughs> you like that? 
that's very, that I've actually the first time I've heard that. Is well. right. So well, I just made it up. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see your notes over no, there. No, no, no. I've got no, full no. chorus over okay. there. Okay. So, did you like that? Yeah, you're employed. You're on Shore it. Shore golf wear. Like, <laughs> if you don't own a Shore golf top, you're probably not living your life to your full potential. No, you must. I think out. you're. There's a lot of people that are spending £700 on trendy golf wear. And when you spend that much money on a couple of items, you can't wear it multiple times because you're going to be seen in it again. And you're going to whack a picture of you wearing your new Malbon top, which cost you 400 quid. You're going to put that on Instagram and you can no longer wear that again because people are going to judge you for wearing that more than once. So, But the good <laughs> thing about short golf clothing is that you can wear it multiple times and the price is very, very affordable. So you could simply turn off your electricity <laughs> this is a good ad. This is a good one. I might drop the ad. <laughs> we started off so well. With yeah, this, I should have cut it. We're, with that. we're there now. Um, you got some nice little styles coming on now, haven't you? As well. So there was some demand for some collars. Yeah, unfortunately, I've been beaten into having collars back. Yeah, obviously, I'm not a collar man. I am a blade collar person. You can still um, do those, though. We can. I think the the demand in the golfing world is collars. So yeah. Yes, we have gone to collars this year. Okay, um, so maybe cool. you're not as anti-establishment as we might have thought. Maybe you're conforming. Do you want to know the funny thing is all my gear's got the blade collar. Right. I've not got any of the collared ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah, they look cool though. They do look they, cool. They do look good and the collars are great. I think the issue for me is I wear hoodies all the time. Yeah. I don't want a collar on underneath my Yeah, hoodie. they just look kind of weird. That's that's my issue. That is kind of like weird. blade and it's no yeah. flapping around on your neck and things. Mm-hmm. I'm just very... I like, like the blade collar. I think it's... Uh, I think it's cool. I Even as a golf pro, though, I've been to a couple of places and thought, oh, should I be wearing this? And and I can understand why beginners and lots of other people are nervous about turning up at certain golf courses because if somebody with the experience that I have has a feeling of like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable wearing these joggers yeah. at this golf course. So, like, it's, it's tricky. So I think if you want to feel comfortable knowing you're conforming to whatever course you go to, then I think you're right. I think the collared shirt is a smart move i think so yeah i think obviously there's still a lot of golf clubs that are stuck yeah. in a stone age sadly um, many many issues i've had over the last few years but um yeah i think people just don't feel safe wearing them and they, yeah. they have comments mm. chucked at them from a local member mm. or a manager or somebody uh, which is bonkers because if tiger woods rocks up when he doesn't wear mm. a collar it's absolutely fine but when joe bloggs turns up in a saturday medal he gets absolutely yeah. ruined so it's yeah. great game's got a long way to go but it is going in the right place mm. absolutely did i tell you when i got chased by somebody uh my Same people in the car work. is it <laughs> yeah that dude yeah. <laughs> i had um a, a golfing like it even says golf on it it says um so it was a lion scott hoodie and i was wearing it and i'd just given a golf lesson at my previous club and then a guy ran down the 17th and he stopped me he went excuse me excuse me um i hope you know there is a dress code here i was like what <laughs> and he and he said that i couldn't wear it he wasn't a member and i was I like it. i yeah i copped it a little bit i said i think you're fine i wrote the dress code he went what <laughs> and he kind of like <laughs> walked off with his tail between his legs yeah he ran 150 yards he did well he ran That's 150 yards to go and tell me that but that's changing a little bit, isn't it? It's quite normal now. The hoodies are quite normal. There was like, oh, hoodies, hoodies, hoodies to start off with. And now it's just like, yeah, it's, there's a lot of those now. Tyrrell Hatton, he's the man to thank. Well, he, yeah, he was probably the first yeah, person, wasn't he? There was a lot out there. I think mm. Justin Thomas wore him a lot. There mm. was a lot of question marks over hoodies. I think there, mm. there was no yes or no answer yeah. to them. But obviously, Hatton wore it at Wentworth and he mm. won. And suddenly, golf had a new story, which was incredible. Yeah. Now it's fine. You know, absolutely fine to wear mm. to people don't second guess it. Well, one one golf club still does. We won't go into that. Um, yeah, they don't question it. And it's fine. Yeah, um, I think the joggers are now a thing. I think no one has an yep. issue with those. I think yeah, the collar side still seems to be a bit of a grey area mm. in local golf courses. So shame. I think you need to make me some joggers because you very kindly gave me some, and they were twenty eight waist, and I put them on, and they are very very cool, and they're lightweight, and I liked the freedom that they provided. But they were still a bit big for me. They were a little bit big for me. And I looked a little bit like Princess Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? MC Hammer in those. So you need to make some children's ones or something that that I can wear. Because I think, yeah, no, like they look good on everybody else except me. (laughs) And maybe there's something in that. Do you know what I mean? I think it's very important with fashion. And maybe I've had this conversation with you before that... 
when you look at stuff on the internet and you think, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to buy that and I'm going to look really cool in that. Yeah. And you buy it and, and it's and it's cool and it costs a fortune and you turn you leave the house and you look in the in the mirror and you think, Do you know what? You look great in that. You look really good. And then you and you go to golf and you get up on the first tee and you think you look really good here and you hit a good shot down the middle and this is great. And then you get back in the car after you're around and you've got your petrol light on and you're like, I've got to go and get petrol now. And you go and put the petrol in and you feel like you want the earth just to swallow you up because of the outfit you're wearing. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, 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 the ability to be able to have on off course wear, I think, is very high. It, like you, you don't want to be wearing checkered trousers anymore with that. The Pringle diamonds. I think the Pringle thing's coming back, but <laughs> whether you can wear that with the checkered trousers at the petrol station <laughs> is the thing now. Like, do you think? It's definitely the, the way forward. And I've had it before. So I yeah. used to wear stupid trousers and things. And you, like I said, you're fine at golf. You know you're at golf. Mm. When you finish golf, it's like, I'll get changed. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you nailed it. You go, right, well, I'm going to mm. get on the way to work. I've got to go. Go and get to petrol on the way back. Yeah. You look at yourself and go, oh, I can't. Yeah. You, you, and the, the, the thing is, is you then decide that you're going to brave the petrol and then you break down on a really busy <laughs> road. And then everyone goes, oh, look, there's Harry. Oh, what a lovely pair of trousers. I wish that story had happened, but that didn't. Yeah. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the way, the debate that brings up is, is golf a sport or a game? <laughs> and I think we've had this chat before, probably on a many drunken nights. Golf is a sport, but until you're allowed sports where it's a right. game. Ah. And this is my thought. All right. And this could be a future question for a lot of people. Okay. So golf is a sport. Yeah. 100%. It ticks the boxes. Yes. But you cannot wear sports wear mm. for golf. Mm. I couldn't turn up pretty much what I'm at now, like gym shorts and yeah. a hoodie and play golf. I would be allowed to. Right. Sportswear. Yeah. So, so do game. you think a lot of the clothing doesn't optimise performance? I think a lot of it's gone into performance areas now, yeah. hasn't it? You know, things are pretty costly mm. now, jackets and hoodies, and they mm. are built for golf. Um, but I think we're still stuck a bit yeah. into that tailored side, which you wouldn't wear outside. I mean, the joys of obviously a developed short golf of... I literally wear my short golf clothes everywhere. Yeah. I know our polos are quite mm. loud, so there's a question mark, but joggers and hoodies, I'm at the airport mm. in joggers and hoodies. You know, when we yeah. went travelling, I think all I had on was my joggers sure, yeah, and yeah, hoodies yeah. all the time. Mm. Um, you know, I don't care because I, I travel, I, I go out and no one really knows it's golf clothes, but mm. it's acceptable. Um, I think that's where we are going in the golf as yeah. well. That's the same as your brand. Well, what I love about yours is that it you know yourself, and you won't take this as an insult, because when you design that, it's not for everyone. Absolutely. And because if you try and make something for everyone, you'll sell nothing. Because, well, without doubt, let's pick a brand, like Nike is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, would it be fair to yeah, say? Just a little bit. It's pretty yeah, big. A little bit. <laughs> and I would say you'd probably be hard-pushed to find people that don't like Nike, but there will be some people that don't like. They had a bad experience with it. So not everyone's even going to like that, and that's probably one of the biggest yeah. brands in the world and some people will probably find it boring yeah so i think if you can with yours you can appeal to five percent i mean that's being a little bit harsh you can appeal to maybe 20 percent. but let's say if you can appeal to five percent of what is a 40 billion pound industry you could earn two billion pounds <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i think this is the issue i think we go back to in any business that you run, and same as probably golf coaching, I think a lot of golf coaches need to learn as who their demographic is. Mm-hmm. Like same as me as the tattoo golf coach, people read that and probably think, "What a knob!" You know, I right. don't want to go to him. Like, oh, why would I do that? And you mm-hmm. know, I probably don't cater for a bit more the older generation of the game. Yeah, you know, obviously I get on with everyone. I'm a, I feel like I'm a nice person, but they probably wouldn't look at me and go, mm-hmm. "He's my man." Yeah. I cater for the young golfers mm-hmm. that want to get involved. That's who I want to teach. Yeah. That's my demographic. As a golf coach with the name I've got, I don't appeal to everybody. Mm. But I make sure I appeal to my client base. Yeah. And, and that makes an awful lot of sense. And that's what it is. I think golfers go through their PGA mm-hmm. thinking, oh, we've got a thousand members here. Yeah. I'm going to teach them all. Mm-hmm. But you've got to look at male yeah. and female, I think is still divided in lessons. Mm-hmm. I mean, females do tend to go to female coaches, which mm-hmm. is getting better. So suddenly you do lose that, you lose the age, you lose mm-hmm. the juniors, and then suddenly you go, well, what is your 
demographic and it comes yeah. back to clothing same mm-hmm. thing yes we could build a lovely make a lovely white polo shirt that's got our logo on yeah no one's gonna buy it i'd buy that Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be your biggest seller at all because yeah. you go well i can just go into my pro shop and mm-hmm. get a white polo yeah and it's you know, I think you've got to hit that market that you want to and what you believe yeah. in. That's what I'm passionate about is bright, colourful, being different. Mm-hmm. That's why we make the designs that we do. Yeah. Yes, they don't appeal to everybody, but they appeal to the guys that we want to appeal to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing of all businesses is find your market and go for it. I think with that then, so thinking about young pros coming up or people wanting to come into the game. And I think when I look back on my golf coaching career, I think maybe... I, and I still do this, I want to coach everybody and I want to coach every aspect of the game and I want to be everything to everyone. And some people say that's no USB, but I kind of see it as mine. Mm-hmm. I think to young golf pros coming into the game that could specialise in one area, like from a business point of view, how good would it be to say, right, I'm only going to teach long drive. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to teach power. And if you're a young golf pro, like let's say at a facility like yours, and you were there and you had a big banner up and you were saying, the tattooed power coach. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, there's your name. Like, <laughs> yeah, mate. The, I go, I go, knock off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's quite interesting just as a, as a, as a business plan of just like, okay, I'm, only, I'm not going to teach putting. I'm not going to teach chipping. I'm not even going to teach direction. I'm going to teach only power. I'm going to get you on track, man. I'm going to get you on force plate. I'm going to optimise your dynamic loft and your spin and everything that we do is going to be a power and I'm going to stick you for a training regime. Mm-hmm. And in six months' time, you're going to be 30 yards longer. It would work. Oh, 100%. 100% and how much do you charge? Three grand. Right, you charge three grand a customer yeah. and you have 30 customers. Yeah. Yeah? It would work because you're a specialist. 30 customers, 30 hours a week and you are 90 grand in six months. Yeah, you've got your business, mate. You're there. You're ready to go. Okay, so let's 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 yeah. Do you think that's do you, what do you think? Do you think like I think it works, and I think more golfers need to. I think you can specialize in what you're good at. Same mm. thing, you know. I, I teach everything, and I do, but there's some things I'm better at teaching mm. than others. And what about putting? What do you like at teaching putting? <laughs> I I like. <laughs> where do we begin with this? I have got every qualification. Have you? Under the sun. Have you putting? putting? Have you? I study putting so much. Right. That's why I hate putting so much. Because okay. I'm shit at You've it. You've thought about it way too much, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Your putting isn't great, to be fair. I was great when I was young. Yeah. When I was a youngster, putting was the best part of my game. I used okay. to hold everything. That little ping putter was like 28 inches because I'm yeah. a midget. Putts You've got really now. long arms. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sat in Harry's lounge and there's monkeys all over his lounge. He's got a golden monkey coffee table. He's got a monkey hanging off the ceiling. He's got a monkey. There's monkeys. You've got a lot of monkeys, haven't you? There are monkeys. My Chinese zodiac is a monkey. So is I it? am a monkey. And do you yeah. have long arms? Hence the 28 um, inch butter. No, I don't. No, you just like a no, I'm just short legs. Just short legs. Proper idiot. Well, so you've got all these yeah, putting qualifications. Yeah. I've got everything. I've, got, I've done every study possible. When okay. I understand the logic of putting, I just can't do it. I just mm. can't put the ball in the hole. I bought every putter in the world, every method. Can't do it. So I got a bit of an opinion on this because I think you're so focused on the result of whether the ball goes in or not, mm-hmm. and everybody is, does it? So for me, with my putting and what I try to coach, is it's a bit of a formality you're going to hold it. Apart from, obviously, there's the realistic expectations of, from 12 feet, statistically, it's against you. Yeah. But the ones that you should be getting in, which are the ones that you're missing, I like to try and coach people to hold them in a certain way. So it's like, let's make it a given that you're going to hold it. I'm going to get you to hold 10 that fall in the front, 10 that hold in the left edge mm-hmm. and the right edge, and get people to focus on holding the putt really, really well. Yeah. For example, if you hit five putts, you've got five where they hit the back of the hole and drop in. And you've got a five where they hit the front and then drop in. And then you're going to have five where you put your another club halfway over the hole so you can only have half of the hole. And you get so focused on how you hold it, not on whether you hold mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So with that bit of information, which I've just empowered you with now, when we have a conversation again, you're going to tell me, Dave, all those qualifications that I did in putting were absolutely a complete waste of time because that little knowledge bomb that you dropped on me on the podcast has now transformed me into, and I'm going to start playing full-time again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to play I'm full-time again. Um, to, to, I'd love to play again, to be fair. I, I would just need a year off and someone to fund my year to yeah. be fair, to okay. play in practice. That's how it works, and it's not going to happen. 
Um, I'd love to be out in the putting group practicing, but I'm too busy. Mm. I've got time for that. Um, but yeah, I, I used to advertise myself as a patent specialist, but yeah. that's obviously quickly come off every sort of bit of advertisement from the mm. stories that everybody knows and what you know. Yeah. Of. Do you think most of the specialist putting stuff that you had was all predicated on technique and and green reading? Of, of course it is. Green, technique, yeah. green reading and, you know, from the book I could teach someone how to putt and how it should look and mm. blah, blah, blah. But I personally do think putting is a skill. And I also think putting is a feel based thing yeah. I think you look back at the old school days putting looked awful you had the Nicholas days and the Palmer yeah, days yeah and the greens awful. were a bit longer they kind of had a bit more loft and they had to kind of almost mm. chip it a little bit maybe that was my maybe that was my goal maybe I'm in the wrong ear I, rec- I reckon you're good at putting with a wedge oh you know I'm great with a wedge yeah you're good I'd at putting with a wedge I'd happily take my putter out would and you, have an extra wedge like going back to what we were saying earlier on and you're ballsy enough to do what you want to do could you rock up at a, like a TP tour event and just putt with a 56 I've thought 60. about it and I've wanted to do it. What stopped you? I think it was letting my team down. Ah. <laughs> so obviously we had the chat right. when we were away yeah. in the manga and I had a pro-am in Portugal mm. and I had an absolute blind. I was like five under three mm. nine, one hole, um, one round and it was like, oh, this is working great. Yeah. And I seven putted, mm. obviously one of the holes on um, day two. I drove yeah. a part four and yeah, went eight. Um, a lot of water around this course, and my lovely shiny new shit Seymour putter was mm. flirting with the water on every hole. Yeah, but it was a pro am, mm. and I had three guys, and I thought if I get my wedge out, they're gonna think I'm not trying. I've just seven putted. Yeah, and now I'm really angry. Yeah, and they're thinking, oh, he's not gonna try. And I kind of thought I didn't want to let him down. I-, I think I would have played better. Yeah, with a wedge. Any lesson I do, mm. I play with a wedge. Yeah, well, I do. I do playing lessons with a seven iron, and my putting with my seven iron without being big-headed and sounded like somebody who's relatively arrogant. I'm probably the best person I know at putting with a 7-iron. Maybe we can have a 7-iron off. Well, we can put this to the test. Is it? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) £1,000. You've got a chance to win the ground back. Just batting. Yeah, 18-hole putting course. Well, I'll be up for that. Like, I would back myself here heavily like heavily yeah i like this but i, I think when you when you blade it with the you get behind it more and you kind of see yeah. the line better but it's so embarrassing to do that with the putter to like putt like with your head like like loads of right bend and your head miles behind the ball and look down the line because it makes you look like you don't know what you're doing but actually it's yeah. just such a more practical way to putt isn't it it is i love putting with a wedge i love it i just think i could have an extra cup in the back I used to putt with a guy who had one hand on his he had a thirty-five inch putter. And he had one his left hand on the top of the handle, and he had his index finger pointing right, and it was on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he had one hand on the head. I don't even know if it's legal, oh, but honestly, guys, right, you see it. He just did not miss from inside six feet. Yeah. He was incredible. Just like you have one finger on the head and one at the top, and you just hold everything. I love it. But it's like you can't lose control of the club head if you're holding the thing, can you? No. I'm not entirely sure it's legal. No, probably not. I don't know if it's legal. Let him do it. Crack on. Yeah, he was good. He has been he pulled up, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good chat. But now I think, yeah, go, go. I think, where were we on the actual question? Yeah, I think your idea works, mate, actually. Yeah. I think the specialists, there's a lot of putting specialists, isn't there? there yes. There are guys that obviously just teach that. What do you need to specialise in then? If you could, like, because putting is not going to be your thing. Like, if you're going to special <laughs> specialise in something in one area of the game, would you specialise in like short game or psychology or? Um, yeah, psychology or, would be a good one for me, wouldn't it? Would mate? Be really, really good. I think you'd learn a lot. Yeah, I yeah. think I might be a psychologist and putting specialist in yeah. my next life. Yeah, I think that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, no, I think I'm more swing based. I think I've mm. I've grown up in the driving range. Um, mm. I feel as so though that I can teach very well on the range, mm. and that's obviously why I'm very good on the driving range. Um, I think taking it to the course again, I can teach it. I know mm. what to do. I just physically can't do it myself. Um, so now I, I like teaching swing. I like the the concept and dealing with the hurdles and actually yeah. making it work with people. I love the weird swings. Yeah, it's I cool. I want to change them. I want to mm. work with that. Going, yeah. your swing's funky. I like mm. it. Um, mm. So that that's what I quite like. Yeah, yeah, I quite like lessons where people are shanking it, and then you get rid of their shanks. I like, I, I love that. Like, I know some people really, really hate it, but like, I I really enjoy those because I feel like they're gonna come out the other side of it. You know, what I was saying about you have a dark yeah. moment with your golf, and then it's just like you come out the other side of it, and you're a bit stronger for it. Um, God, that sounds really corny, doesn't it? But like, 
when people are shanking it and all of a sudden they're not shanking it, yeah. that's just like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's the rewarding side. But I like job. to, I like to, with that, it's just like, right, okay, this may not be easy and I'm not going to pretend I know everything. I'm going to throw a lot of stuff at you until they're gone and one of these methods will work Absolutely. and it won't stop until you've got rid of it. Yeah. So sometimes it's very easy, isn't it? It's weight distribution and address. The weight goes flying towards the toes and they're going to hit out the heel. Yeah. Sometimes it's like they're doing certain movements which promote it and you can almost eradicate it instantly. But sometimes it is a little bit in people's heads. Well, All they're doing is simply swinging that club further away than when they started. Mm -hmm. And even if you try and get them to swing the club closer to themselves on the way down, they still present the heel. And then there are a multitude of different things that you can do to get rid of that shank, isn't there? Yeah. And one of them will hit. And, and it's it. like, yes. Done it. And yeah. they're gone. I played in a tournament once when I was playing off of like two or something at Hampworth, and mm -hmm. it was 36 holes. And I'd never really shanked a ball ever. I might have had one or two maybe, but it was never a thing for me. If I you've played golf with me, I catch everything on the toe. Um, <laughs> and um, I was I went, I thought oh, I'd hit a few balls down the range. So I walked to the range at Hampworth with like 20 balls and a six iron, and I hit 20 shanks. I was like, oh, great. And you played Hampworth. You can't hit driver off the first in August. You've got to hit, a four, you've got to hit a four iron off the first. <laughs> so they announced me on the tee, and there was... I can find with the crowd generally, but I was like, I've never been so nervous ever yeah. about hitting a golf ball. So like, this could go sideways here and take the bloke's clipboard out of his hand. That was announcing it, do you know what I mean? And um, just ripped it down the middle. Just, yeah. like, arrowed it. And, it. and I never had another one after it. And I was just like, wow. That's mad. We've all got a shank Literally story. Though, all of them. Yeah. We've all got our own shank story. Yeah. They come out of nowhere. So, yeah, bad memories. Yeah. Okay, final question. If you could give one bit of advice to a golfer who's a beginner, on the spot, bit of pressure, what would you say to them so that they can maximise their golfing ability and enjoyment? So many things though, isn't it? I think if it, for begin it just go and enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's just the main I think we worry too much in the golfing world now of got to have the right equipment, gotta mm. have lessons, gotta do this, people behind me are watching. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the worry factor for people. Yeah. Like I, I think personally, go and play golf first, go mm. and learn on your own before you have lessons. And just get used to hitting opinion. balls, yeah. I think you just got hit a ball, just yeah. get it round. I think I like that I know why people come into golf yeah. and have lessons because mm. they want to learn the right way. But I think you need to go to the range, hit balls and go on the course yeah. and just figure it out and then adapt. That's I think my there's something opinion. to be said for that. I think there's there's no rule, is there? But I do think some people that only do lessons are never ready. They're like, oh, yeah. just have another one, just have another one, have another but, one. And actually, if you throw them in, they have to learn, they have to yeah. adapt. And actually, like some of the golf courses where I've I've worked, you give them a load of lessons on the range and all of a sudden you take them to the course and it's like, oh, the ball's below your feet here. We haven't covered that. Yeah. And that's a real like, okay, that's a bit of a baptism of fire, isn't it? An mm -hmm. introduction to the course. And it can be a little bit off-putting, isn't it? So I think you're right. I think getting people out on the golf course early and understanding actually the game is fun, isn't it? Like the game is fun. Some people, there's that's enjoyment it. in hitting balls, but the, the game of A to B and hitting the shots that you envisioned in your mind is the thing that I like about golf is yeah. that if I have a plan for a shot and it comes off, then I think that's quite rewarding, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Harry Shaw, where can people find you on platforms? Where can they find me? Um, we'll, we'll keep it Only clean. Fans. We'll keep it clean. Shall we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people can't find me on the, Mr. on the Instagram. And I kind of bombarding everybody as much as I can. At Tattooed the, Golf Coach. The Tattooed Golf Coach. The Tattooed Golf Coach. Annoying yeah. everyone with all sorts of updates and videos and... Hopefully, plenty more to come with. Obviously, you, me, and Neil. Yes, with our come future on. Plans. On that bombshell. Yeah, see. Thanks it. for listening, everybody, and thanks very much, Harry. I love you so much. Thanks, Dave. Pleasure Respect. as always, mate. Bye, everyone.